Who goes first? Uh, who went first last time? I think I went first last time. Wait, let me check Spotify. Okay. It will tell me. Yes. What's going on on my own podcast? <laughs> um, I'm just going to sip my peppermint tea. It's Honey okay. and Sons. Hashtag okay. not sponsored. Okay, it doesn't help me the description. I'm going to play a little bit of it and see who talks first. Okay. I'm Jamie. And I'm Charlotte. And you're listening to With, With Relish. Every time we record, my nose gets itchy. Oh, it's probably because you've got a little boiling hot cup of tea as well, though. Probably. It happens with hot things, you know, spicy oh, things. Yeah. Oh. Changes your I little body temp. I thought I was dusty. No. <laughs> <laughs> you dusty old thing. Just so dusty. <laughs> all the glitter in this room is just straight up my nose. Um, really quickly, actually, before you get started, I completely forgot to tell you that um, I got the loveliest compliment like two days ago about our podcast someone listens to us someone podcast? listens to us i'm not and gonna name not my mom i'm not gonna name them obviously because i didn't even ask if we could do this we never ask anyway but she was like asking me for podcast advice and i was like oh cool like i don't i don't know a lot but i'll, I'll let you know what i know um and she was like basically you you guys have really good voices and I was like what and I honestly podcast. was I was absolutely floored I was like wait what me as in me like us, without as in kiwi cackles as in you've as in with relish like you've been listening to with relish and she was like yeah like and then not only did she pipe up and say you guys have really great voices yeah. but the girl I was talking next to was like yeah you guys sound really good I was like oh my what <laughs> I mean, when I worked in the forest office, people listen. I did have someone on the phone that I was helping find a lost parcel. Mm. This guy was like, "You give really good phone." I Wait, mean, what? you have a great customer service voice. Oh my god, you give really good. And phone. I was like, "I do give good phone." You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna roll with it. But anyway, I thought, you know, I just thought that that would be oh, nice that to makes start me it so off. Happy. Same. I was like, oh my god, I literally thought that it was like one person who listened to us. So and apparently in my head I sound like a chipmunk with allergies because that's literally what I am. You don't so. sound like a chipmunk with allergies, but I mean we have smooth voices like sweet caramel. So, so. yeah. Mm. You know what's not smooth? What? What are you gonna Hakal. surprise me? Oh wait, what sorry? Hakal. Hakal, is this what you're surprising me with mm-hmm. today? I don't know if that's how you say it. Once again, meant to look it up. Didn't. Because I'm nothing if not consistent. Season 3, episode 3, everyone. Still not looking up how to say things properly. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I'm introducing you to the Greenland shark. Or more specifically, the urine-scented, antifreeze-laced flesh of the Greenland shark. Uh, There's too much in that one sentence. Mm -hmm. It smells like pee. It smells like pee. It's toxic. And this antifreeze, is, and natural antifreeze. Po- voluntarily choose to eat this shit? Oh, girl, yes. 
I mean, oh god, I always feel real bad. Like, oh, people voluntarily eat this shit? Like, no, it's part of someone's cuisine and they love it. Like, I'm trying not to be an offensive asshole, but sometimes don't be it will. A dick, sometimes it's it will the happen. One rule of being a New Zealander. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. Okay. Okay. So to set the scene, Greenland sharks are fucking enormous. Like these bad boys are the world's longest living vertebrates. They found one that's 400 years old that's still swimming. What? That is ancient as fuck. They grow up to 24 feet long, and they're often partially blind because they have eyeball parasites. <gasps> oh my god, what are these things? How are they so they're prehistoric? They're literally like prehistoric apex predators. They can dive thousands of feet deep in frigid, frigid arctic waters. It's a frigid, it's a frigid shark. <laughs> it's a frigid shark. It's real shy. <laughs> Look, like a lot of New Zealanders, I have real difficulty pronouncing the difference between D and T. They're the same. <laughs> it's okay, you did good. Yeah, and they eat literally absolutely anything. No lie. Like, two Canadians found a beached Greenland shark that was choking on a chunk of moose. Oh my goodness. Like, like a moose probably fell in the water, or are we. I don't know. Like... Did the Greenland shark jump up and grab it? I mean, it's a prehistoric. It might be amphibious too. It might just be like, hey, <laughs> I'm going to get on land. It lured the moose into the water with its great phone voice <laughs> and its sexy parasitic eyes. <laughs> Am I winking, or do I have parasites? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh man. So clearly, all this danger was irresistible to the vikings who decided that giant toxic stink monster <laughs> was exactly what they needed on the menu <laughs> they're like nah we need it <laughs> we need it it's ugly we need it but it tastes great Gross. even the vikings weren't willing to eat it fresh when the urea and trimethylamine oxide which we'll call tmo from now on because that is a mouthful. That is that's a lot. I'm not even going to try yeah. and do that on this podcast because I will freaking embarrass super myself. I'm proud that I did that. Yeah, that was also awesome. off the You're bat. so sciencey right now. Just committed Look to it. Look at you go. Um, those two things render the flesh toxic enough to cause feelings of extreme intoxication and even death. Just a few bites. Holy moly. And it smells like pee. I just, yeah, you know what? Like, everything you've talked about so far, I'm cool with. But the fact that it's stanky as well, I'm like, does its flesh smell like pee? Why does it have such a weird smell? Uh, because of the urea. Because it's something to do with the fact that they don't pee. They just excrete it out through their skin. Oh. So it's literally pee. You've got to put the hard yards in before you can savor this like blue cheese, but a hundred times stronger delicacy. <laughs> Which TV chef Ainsley Harriet described as like chewing a urine-infested mattress. Oh, that is <laughs> so descriptive. That. I am for it. Mm -hmm. Gross. I bet it's one of those mattresses that people put out in the organic and it gets waterlogged. It's like foam. Oh, yeah. Wet. And it looks chunky. Like it's mm. there's random lumps in it and you're like, I, how was this ever comfortable? It wasn't, because it's a 400-year-old shark. Gross. Um, but Sad would you like shark. to know how to make a deadly shark less toxic and debatably edible? Yes. Okay, here we go. Yes. An adventure. Jumping right in. Jumping right in. First, you chop the shark's head off, mm -hmm. because apparently that part isn't edible, unlike the toxic rest of the shark. 
I mean, no one wants to eat parasite eyes, I mean, right? maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the parasite. They don't want it to look at them while they go through the process. It, no, it's it's too much. Yeah. Anyway, the headless body gets buried in a shallow grave in the sand. Like, 60% of the true crime stories you've watched on Netflix. Beachside, shallow grave. Mm. Stones, sand, and gravel are piled on top of the shark to squish the liquid out of the body. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. This is such a classic, old, traditional way of preparing mm-hmm. stuff, though. Like, massive in that sort of time and area of burying your food Just and, like, fermenting stuff yeah. as well. Let nature take its course. Yeah. Uh, so the shark carcass chills in its sandy grave for 6 to 12 weeks, mm-hmm. fermenting in its own bodily fluids which are the toxic TMAO and uric acid that I mentioned earlier. I feel like it would stink of, like, oh, really yeah. bad ammonia sort of smell. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know. <clears throat> In layman's terms, essentially the meat is fermenting in bleach and pee. I've got literally got no words. Got no words. No. This is really gross. This is possibly one of the grossest things you've ever talked about. If you know what, the moldy, gross, nasty maggot cheese was fine. This is. I'm not sure which one. I... Oh, this one at least is dead when you eat it. So I'll probably take this one over the maggot cheese. I'm like fully dry retching thinking about both of these things on a plate together. Charlotte's I just... tongue is out of her mouth and she's just like. I literally can't. Shriveling up like a raisin. I can't. Um, so once it's properly fermented. You dig up the shark, you cut it into strips, and you hang it to dry in a special Hakal meat drying shack. Hakal? No. No. You leave it there for a few months until it forms a crusty brown outer layer and smells like rancid cheese. This is like a full-on process. Like it's this is delightful. like a catch a giant prehistoric shark and and prepare it because it's going to be food for the winter or something. Mm-hmm. Eh? That's exactly like, what it is. It's... There's not a lot of food in this region, and catching individual fish or small fish mm. wasn't going to get them through. Nah. So you got to get something big, and if it takes the whole summer to prepare it, at least you've got dried fish for stinky urine fish for the winter yeah um so yeah now you can just remove that crusty brown outer layer and you're in a hakal heaven oh if you want to try it you just head to iceland go to the grocery store most of them stock it oh wow okay so you can buy like Mm -hmm. traditional yeah apparently now it's quite often squished between like plastic shrink wrap type well, yeah, they squish it between, like, plastic containers or plastic plates. Oh, okay. To get yes. the liquid out rather yeah. than going through the sand route. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought because you were you've got to keep your toxic meat hygienic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to choose between. Let's just all um, bear with me while I murder these words. Okay. Uh, Glerhakal. Okay. Glerhakal, which is the reddish chewy meat from the belly of the shark or skirhakal the lighter softer meat from the body i feel like you did that quite well that was I, almost like weird asmr for me i feel like 90 percent of those letters are probably silent if anyone um if anyone is from iceland please correct us just We're- record these words properly and we'll insert them in yeah 
fully like collab like let's do Please. this because we're gonna yeah very um i would butcher that as well because so. <laughs> from what i know about the language even if i got google to tell me how to say it my mouth will not make those sounds yeah it's like a fully I different struggle way of... with english as you will all know if you listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> just been speaking it all my life you know Still can't say the difference between D and T. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> so, that is 400-year-old prehistoric fermented ammonia shark. I'm, I've got questions. I don't have answers, but ask away. <laughs> do, do, do you know what? they eat it with now um, or you quite often is it, eat it put it in bread or uh, you just eat it on its own okay or they put it in like a shot glass of icelandic alcohol really which apparently helps keep the smell contained right so you can actually get it to your mouth without vomiting what is the point i i understand eating something like that back in the day obviously eating urine stanky fish is better than starving and dying in the freezing cold and obviously having stanky fish to feed your family and all that jazz but in this particular day and age why are they eating it if it's I so gross think it's like a cultural part of taste preference yeah like the maggot cheese but if you've got to drown it in alcohol though is that just but part they eat of it, it on their own, on its own as well right okay um and apparently if you can get past the smell it's got this really weird sort of indescribable flavor mm. and so i think it's one of those things like the maggot cheese if you've grown up with it yeah you're like this is a flavor that i can't quite define but i like it yeah and it's one of those things that like people who do not have that on their palate in just any don't. way shape or form would just be like what is this like this yeah. is like fucking stabbing me in the face with a knife like i can't yeah and it's apparently just... they eat it at a midwinter like feast or feast. festivals or yeah mm. so it's a very culturally significant food so is this just in iceland as or is far there... as i know it's just in iceland that's so maybe interesting. it leads out into sort of the surrounding areas but it's mm. very much like a viking food that's cool. I like it. Yeah. I I think I'd give it a go. I'd have to smell it first. Nah, but like honest, I I'm one of those people smell really gets me, so I yeah. think I'd get it halfway to my mouth and that would help me decide whether I was gonna eat it or not. If yeah. it was that or maggot cheese, I'd take this. Because I feel like you could put relish on this. Yeah, you <laughs> oh you absolutely could, like you could smother the fish in relish yeah. and mask the smell and maybe still get some of, like, that flavour that, that they're talking flavor. about. I'm yeah. really intrigued about this weird flavour. Like, the idea of, like, just get past the scent in order to get to the good yeah. bit, you Apparently know? Apparently it's, like, a very, very blue-blue cheese, but mm. fishy. See, there's some strong-ass flavour right there. Mm-hmm. It's committed. It knows I'm what game. it is, and it's. I just tried to whack my hand on the table for uh, emphasis, and then realized that that doesn't work when you're recording. That's okay. I totally saw it in your facial expression. It said everything I <laughs> needed to know. Um, <laughs> you're so funny. I. 
Well, I mean, foods that can kill you, right? What have you got? There's so many of them. I'm stretching and it feels so good. I thought you were just waving your arms for like... I'm stretching. No, Charlotte I'm stretching, but I'm also stretched emphasis. out to her sides like a magnificent eagle. It's and I thought she was trying to show me how many deadly foods there were. I really am just gonna do both. <laughs> um, I I wasn't quite sure what I was gonna pick because I love the idea of talking about like really really random things that people are like, what you can what? eat this thing and what it could kill you, but I also love talking about stuff that's already kind of maybe well-known, but also stuff that you eat actually all the time. And you don't realise. And you maybe don't realise. It could kill you. So that's kind of the route that I've gone with um, for today. And that is uh, fugu, which is pufferfish. So... I've heard... Like, that's one of those ones that everyone's kind of heard of. Everyone on this planet has probably heard of the idea of pufferfish. I mean, that's going a bit far. You reckon? I mean, some countries still don't have the internet. That's true. This is true. Yes, this is very true. I feel like everyone in the developed world has heard of pufferfish. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, if you haven't heard of fugu, then you've definitely heard of pufferfish. Same, same. Obviously, it's, yeah. Also, fugu. Fugu. It's so cute. It sounds like it looks and it's a little puffed up fish. Oh no, actually though, eh? Like it sounds really sweet. And when I was writing this episode, I was like, Fugu. It sounds like a Pokemon. It actually does. Like Fugu. Fugu. Like that's the noise it would make when it comes yeah. out of its Pokemon. And it would like puff up and shoot little spines. <laughs> that was Ooh. a what's your puffer fish noise? <laughs> 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 oh, it's the small things in life. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, fugu, also known commonly as pufferfish or the Japanese pufferfish, um, has a extremely poisonous chemical called a tetrodotoxin. And this Ooh. is found in the skin, in its blood, in its ovaries, but especially in its liver. And when you are carefully preparing this fish you have to remove all the toxic parts and you have to do it so carefully in order to not contaminate the rest of the meat, the actual meat that doesn't have any no toxins in it. No shaky hands yet, please. No shaky hands. And, like, super sharp, precise movements and sh- sharp tools Ooh, and, like, literally gives me anxiety. Pressure. Yeah, it gives me anxiety like thinking about it. you don't want someone with a hangover preparing that. Mm-mm. And, yeah, those... Yeah, cute little spiky blobs are lethal as fuck. I mean, when you're a cute little spiky blob, you've got to be, because people are going to try and fuck with you. I know. And, yeah, like, tetrodotoxin is a toxin that's so strong that it literally makes cyanide look like an aspirin. Like, it's Ooh, la, la. it's next level, and it works quick, too. Like, quick. I'm so, like, I want to ask questions, but I feel like you're going to cover them, so I'm trying to contain them. Yeah. The thing is that there is actually evidence to show that people have been eating fugu for a long, long time. Like, we're talking, like, 2600 BC. Like, it's been around a long time. How did they know which bits to cut out? Was it just elimination? They got some people they didn't like, and were like, well, you eat this part. Imagine, though. You eat this part. You eat this part. And we'll see who dies. Actually, though, like, imagine the first person who ever 
found a puffer fish and was like, or fished up a puffer fish and was like, oh yeah, cool, we'll keep this one, we won't throw it back and we'll add it to we'll the list. It a go. Yeah, like they if you think about it, there must have been like people must so have died. Many people who have died to like try and work like, oh, someone's died. Is it the liver? Who knows? Let's is try eating the liver next time. Bit there? Yeah, like which part of the fish is the part that's killing people in this village? Like who knows? Is it the whole fish. Yeah. Like... But it's yeah, like it's um it's still massively popular in East Asia and particularly in Japan where, yeah, still to this day it's like probably the most notable, like largest population of people who choose yeah. to eat fugu and like it. Um like a good deal of other animals, their toxicity comes from what they eat. So they eat snails, they eat starfish, and they eat other they small eat little bugs and things. Yeah. I did not that. Yeah, they do. They eat cute little starfish. So it's like, like cute eating cute. The bottom and like eat nibble on things. Mm-hmm. And huh. little like um, sea snails and things like that. And so that means that the fish's liver is filled with a chemical and then it's extremely like it's like pushed through its body because obviously it's its liver. Yeah. So like it's going to kind of go everywhere. Um, and it's a tetrotoxin is part of the, it's a neurotoxin basically. So it, it, it affects your muscles and it affects everything your nerves and so it basically interferes with everything working which is why you experience paralysis oh my god so your ba- your muscles so you know basically you're dying stop. but you can't tell anyone because you're paralyzed you're literally awake till the end oh no the very end knock me out so Dark. yeah, so it literally will cause paralysis of your entire body, and um, it's been described like tetrodotoxin poisoning has been described as rapid and violent. Two things you really don't want to have happen. I to mean, you. to be honest, I'd rather have rapid and violent than slow and violent. <laughs> I just at least oh, it's over quickly. It all just makes me so uncomfortable. Um, once you have eaten. Basically, if you're out to dinner and you eat some fugu and within 30 minutes you start experiencing numbness around your mouth and your tongue, you're in some fucking trouble. Oh, no. Because from there, it will eventually... Well, it will eventually lead to full-on body paralysis. You are still awake. Finally, it will literally just... You will just stop breathing and you will die because there's no antidote for it. No. So if you there's no antidote. No. I thought by all, by this time there would be an antidote. There's no antidote. Like how long have we been fucking eating this for and no one's come up with an antidote? It's there's nothing that can fix it. And the Japanese are smart. Yeah. Like I feel like if anyone could do it, they could. I mean, maybe there's some magic like thing that they could give you to help prolong your life who knows like I literally have no idea but it's fucking lethal and that is why you just don't get you only eat it in a really fancy restaurant yeah you do not buy fugu from the side of the road well on that it's shot like well actually you do so a single puffer fish has the toxic capability to kill a about 30 people how crazy is that 30 human beings bombed dead gone burgers um it takes between 30 minutes and four hours so if you've if you've 
had dins, you're gone burgers by midnight. Wow. I guess at least you got to eat first. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, unfortunately, you're conscious right to the very end. I think that's the bit that gets me <laughs> most. I'm just you're like... just lying uh, there unable to move knowing that you're dying. Your eyes would just be moving around or not moving. I don't know whether you'd still have function of your eyes. Um, I don't, Probably not. Probably not because your eyelids are part of your And I imagine muscles. you'd probably actually die of suffocation. That's it. Your yeah, chest, you can't breathe. You, your, your muscles completely go paralyzed so of course your lungs and your heart heart and your your chest coming in and out you just it would just slowly stop stop and you'd You'd suffocate suffocate. or basically your heart would just stop beating mixture of both holy shit yeah like your vein like things would just stop pumping around your body and you just slowly just so yeah on that note folks when it comes to preparing this friggin fish the restaurant prep of fugu is so strictly controlled by law in Japan and several other countries, obviously, because it's not just eaten in Japan, um, that chefs um, can only prep it after they've been qualified to form th- its three or more years of training. The stuff wow. that I read up is minimum you're training for three years to prep Well, you hope so if you can kill a whole bunch of people. It's like rigorous training um before you're allowed to prepare it commercially a high pressure job yeah and um domestic prep so people fishing it up fishermen no that is the leading cause of people who are still dying from it today why would you even try because they just i don't know they just get confident maybe they think that they know what they're doing and then they fishermen just anglers they just think that they can do it confidence guys that's next level a yeah um 23 people have died in japan after eating fugu since 2000 so in the last 21 years that many it's not that's less than one person a year yeah that's not as many as i thought it would be i thought there'd be a whole lot of really dumb tourists in there nah so it's not People are not dying left, right, and center. The occasional accidents still seem to happen, and most of those, 23 people, will be domestic fishermen and people just fishing up puffer fish and being like, oh, I'm going to try it. I think I've got what it takes. And hopefully they're just fishing it up. And imagine thinking, imagine trusting someone and then dying, like, or imagine killing someone and you've just fished it up and be like, cool, guys, today's project is going to be dissecting a puffer fish. I totally know how to do this. Yeah, exactly. I saw it on TikTok, so... Three steps. (laughs) I think this episode really shows that size does not matter because a giant shark, it'll kill you. Uh Uh-huh. But it'll give you, you know, hallucinations and seizures and vomiting first. Mm. And there's a good chance that you might survive if you get medical attention. Yeah. But a cool little fugu puffer fish, little fugi, is like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, and that's you're, it. You're out. Don't like, eat me. And the thing is, is don't fuck with me because I'm close to the edge. <laughs> and puffer fish, they they are so cute. Oh. They're so they're such an odd little shape when they haven't puffed up with water and air. Yeah, they look weird. I'm they... one of those weird people. I really want one of those dried puffer fish lights for my tiki bar. <laughs> of course you do. Um, I. I think they are really sweet. They look yeah, really cute. cute. They've got these little blobby eyes on the sides of their heads, and they just look like a strange little squishy football when they're, like, zooming they around. Do. And then the second they feel threatened, they're just like, 
nope, I'm not having a bar of this, and they look all spiky and funny. They do. I, and I've just got, now that I know they eat starfish, I just have this image in my head of one trying to eat a starfish and the starfish just sticking to its face and it puffing up so it's just like a balloon with a star stuck on it. Stuck on it, like almost like a starfish band-aid, yeah. just like slapped on. Like, Loop, we on need to face. we need to make this illustration. <laughs> this needs to happen. <laughs> um, <clears throat> just to uh, finish off, luckily these days, as I mentioned before, um, there's not a lot of deaths happening. Like it's not happening all the time you know once a year maybe someone will accidentally die um and at the moment most fugu is actually farmed so Ah, it's so it's not wild fugu no and what they've done is and I'm not sure I'm okay with it but I'm also just like you know what like it's life this shit happens um the farmed variety that kind of exists now they have created them to produce much smaller amounts of tetrodotoxin. Oh, like either bred them or engineered them. Somehow, yeah. So it's it's slightly I disturbing. Feel like I'm actually okay with that because at least they're not fishing a wild population, which could upset the ecosystem even further than that we're already doing. Yeah, at least, and that's definitely um, like a silver lining to it. It's like the idea mm. of farming fish to be a certain way to appeal to human consumption that disturbs me but then I'm also mm. like but at least the wild puffer fish surely that they are thriving because they're not being fished up constantly to be eaten I'm also interested in that I wonder if people like it's popular because it's dangerous mm. Oh, definitely. And you have to go to a special restaurant, and I imagine it's very expensive. It's bougie. So if they make it less dangerous, are people going to stop eating it? That's a really... Like, does it taste amazing, or is it just a status symbol? It's definitely not. It definitely doesn't taste amazing. It's got a really clean, very unseafoody, chewy texture. Oh. I think it's very similar to calamari okay so that's the, the part that intrigues me is that one i think people choose to eat it because if you like seafood but you can't stand that really fishy like scent, me. you don't like the fishy smell then yeah. some fugu might be an option for you it might be fish that you quite like apparently it's a very interesting very clean fresh kind of yeah, flavor that, that is not fishy more like the kind of fish that i would want to eat yeah so it's yeah, it does mean that um, there is a lesser amount of poison, just reverting back to um, the farmed style of fugu. There's less amount of poison in their liver, so if you remove to choose it, I'm sorry, if you choose if to you remove, remove it, to choose it, if you remove to choose it, um, and you actually want to dine on some fugu, um, then it kind of yeah you're 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 probably eating farmed fugu, like okay. if you're if you're dining in a restaurant in Japan. Oh yeah, that um, makes sense. And yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I for one, I don't think I'd risk it to be honest, because I love seafood. I love all seafood. Um, I'm sorry if everyone can hear barking in the background. That's our pod dog Echo who's outside. <laughs> She's been a guard dog, guarding us from some unknown terror. Probably the neighbor. Probably <laughs> a human being just trying to walk past living their best life. Uh, she's probably the tiny dog next door because they have a vendetta. Oh, 
Tiny dogs. Goodness me. Well, that, honestly, that's kind of it. I was just kind of wrapping oh, yeah. that up. But it's, yeah, like if I you want it. the full seafood experience, smell, taste and all, um, like me, maybe just stick with like your tuna on crackers. Otherwise, if you're someone like Jamie, where it's not really a jam. I love then danger. Once what can we, I say? <laughs> then what we, when we can travel again, she might be eating some foods in Japan. Yes. But oh, yes. Sorry. I just went to take a sip of my tea, which is almost empty, and I have my... Did you tea bag yourself? My wee tropical tea bag um, still in the cup, and I have it wrapped around the handle, and then mm. when I lifted it up, it swung forward and it bopped me on the nose. You literally tea bagged yourself. I tea bagged my own nose. Oh my god. Now you've got a moist tea nose. I mean, at least it smells like peach and coconut. Yay. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for from me, this episode. Beautiful. Um, crazy. I love Would that you... we had like a seafood episode. It, it was totally unplanned. I had no idea you were doing that stupid stanky shark. Well, that's because we keep it a surprise. We do. We always mm-hmm. try to keep that little air we're of just surprise. We're just on the, the same wavelength. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. Um, so yeah, thanks heaps for listening. And if you have any recommendations on what like you'd like to hear from us, like whether that's you know, weird food that can kill you, or maybe some ideas for a future season. We what take. What do you want to learn about? Yeah, like we love taking people's feedback and suggestions, whether that's, you know, telling us off for saying things wrong or. Um, or if you've tried these foods, give us a review. Yeah. Send us a, your review of these foods. Let us know what you think. Absolutely. And yeah, as usual, the old shebang of just like giving us a like on Facebook and on Instagram, listening to this podcast and just, just writing a review. Podcast. Yeah. We appreciate it so much because every little bit helps, like little bits of word of mouth here and there. And also, we don't know you're there unless you tell us. Yeah. We don't know that you're listening. We just talk to us. We're just screaming into the void. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and on that note, goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. Bye.